Good morning, Cosmic Toolbox. It is August 1st, and that was me rubbing my hands together because uh, <laughs> we're going to get down to business. It is the monthly forecast. So um, I want, first I'm going to tell a little, a little story about August and how it feels energetically before I get into the items at hand. But, you know, August feels like we got to experience back in July, we had the new moon in cancer, sun and moon in cancer, and we set intentions with, you know, the moon in its home, cancer rules the moon. So we had that opportunity to set our emotional, intuitive home-based sort of, um, intentions with the moon at home and the sun in cancer before the sun went home. So if you listen to those kind of forecasts, I, I, I talked about that with the luminaries being in their homes and Leo almost home or the sun almost home in Leo and how exciting that is. Now, cancer is all it's cardinal water. It's a great time to set intentions, right? Because it takes it and runs now with in July, we had the full moon in Aquarius, right? So because the sun had then moved into Leo, now we had the sun at home in Leo and a full moon in Aquarius. That was our blue moon. Um, so when we get into August, we have the new moon in Leo. So the sun and the moon are both going to be in Leo and Leo is a fixed fire sign. So like the workhorse fire sign, the time it's ruled by the sun. So the sun's home in Leo right now. This is a time where we can set intentions with holding power, not initiatory, not integration, but the holding, the workhorse, the straightforward, bold goal setting, right? So we're going to take all that wateriness that we planted with the new moon in cancer and that we had spontaneous uh, fulfillment of with that new moon in Aquarius and spontaneous banishment of what didn't serve us with the full moon in Aquarius. We either suddenly gained some things or suddenly lost some things, but it helped to clarify where we were at, right? Now we get to take our intentions and clarify them and 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 set them with the intentions of that fixed fire, of that boldness, of that liveliness, that zest for life, the passion and enthusiasm, sometimes flamboyance, right? We are going to set intentions from that space. We are going to work with all that Leo energy. This is not the month for anemic new moon intentions. This is the one to put some structure to your, to what you did last month. If you didn't set any intentions last month, your job in the first seven days of August is to get real clear on what emotional themes came up for you in July. Get really clear with yourself and dig into what worked for you emotionally, intuitively, psychically, nurturing, what yin activities, how was your self-care? What was your family like? What was your home base like? Um, what were your dreams like? We had meteor showers, right? Like how did all of that inner world go and look at what was illuminated in your fire life when the sun moved into Leo after the 21st of July, when the sun moved into Leo, what started to be illuminated even more for you? What, what happened around the full moon? You want to do some, you want to do some stock 
taking stock of what happened for you in July and then move into August with the intention to get clearer and clearer and clearer. We're working with the third quarter moon. So if you haven't listened to the weekend forecast, listen to that first, then come back to this. So you had this great working power of Taurus to kind of figure your stuff out, work with that all up until the new moon and get clearer and clearer and clearer on what you need to bring the fire on. What do you need to bring Leo in on? Where do you need to set that fire? Where do you need to to tend that fire, right? Because it's a fixed fire sign. How do you need to stoke the fire? What do you need to feed the fire? What conditions are good for the fire? Where is the fire wanting to go? Fire is intuitive. The way it moves, the path of least resistance, it's going to spread. It will not be contained. It will burn whatever it comes up against. Where do you need that Leo fire in your life? Where do you need some drama maybe? Where do you need some extravagance? Where do you need to to be free of your cage? That's what you want to start examining as we move into August. So that's the over, you know, arcing theme that we're that we're going to be working with. Now, <clears throat> August starts out with a with a bang. Uh we have Juno moving direct on the second, there are lots of themes, right? In my storytelling way of doing things, Juno, Juno going direct means it is coming, right? It's going to start moving through the charts and it's going to start checking in with things that need checking in on. And so we will start to see certain themes catch some forward momentum. And, and as you try to figure out like what that looks like in your own life. Look at where your commitments are. We've been in a space of reevaluating, internally seeking, internally reorganizing what, you know, the world means to us, what our commitments mean, whether it is, you know, work commitments, home commitments, marriage, relationships, friendships, whatever that means. We've been really looking inward about how well we commit, right? And how well we show up for our commitments. Now with Juno turning direct, it's time to be committed, right? It's the evaluation period should settle down. And if you've been feeling like a Should I work here? Should I be here? Should I have these friends? Should I have this job? Should I have this marriage? Should I have this friendship? You know, should I have this house? Should I have this car? Like the, the, the evaluating, like, why do I want it? What is this for? This will move forward. Now we should be able to now start making better commitments from a space of understanding. So when you look to Juno, um, and what I mean by Juno starting to move, Juno's coming after Jupiter. Jupiter been out here all acting a fool. And Juno's going to start catching up to Jupiter and things because Jupiter is also retrograde. And they're going to be dancing around the Zodiac, um, making aspects to each other that I find to be uh, very fun to pay attention to. And um, we will get firmer and firmer with our pairings, right? We will find that we are having really good, I don't know if I want to call it luck, because the it's not necessarily that things are going to happen, whether we want them or not. It's more like the 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 milieu, the the tools are going to be there for us to use properly now. We will have access to better tools. We have 
access to better moods. We have access to better commitment energy. doesn't mean you're going to make the right decisions unless you're really doing the work, but this is the energy that is there. Right. And so, um, you know, you may find that your soulmate pairings, you get more settled into them. You may find that communities that are actually going to move your soul forward and help you on your divine path, you feel safer in them, or you feel a little bit more settled in them. And so you will just sort of find that things feel a little better. And, um, we will, we will see <laughs> where that takes us. Now, the same day that Juno goes direct, directs, <laughs> direct, we have Saturn at opposition. This can mean some intensity, right? If you don't know what Saturn opposition uh, is, it's basically when it is, um, I don't want to say, yeah, like I don't want to, I don't want to do like the fear mongering, but I want to be really honest. When you're looking at oppositions, this doesn't mean, um, it doesn't mean that things are going to be like <laughs> horrible. It's not like when you're like Uranus is opposite Saturn. How we see it is that Saturn, like the earth will be located between the sun and the planet. So like Saturn will be super bright for us. It's most luminous um, ever, right? And especially on August 2nd, um, I think it's going to be really bright in the middle of the night. So if you're a late, like a night owl, that'll be good for you there. What this does for me, what I feel this, this is a very astronomy type term when I feel it for astrology. And when I feel into the energy of it, I feel that sun at full illumination on Saturn. I feel that all eyes on Saturn, that base energy, that personal power, your self image, the yangness of the universe, all up in Leo, all up on stage, illuminating Saturn for Earth in the night sky, just lighting it up and wanting us to pay the F attention to Saturn. Pay attention to your foundations. Saturn is retrograding, right? <laughs> retrograding through Aquarius, no doubt. We have so much Aquarius themes right now. We have another full moon in Aquarius coming at the end of the month. Saturn's dealing with the principalities of life. What are you doing with your life? Why are you doing this with your life? Who have you made commitments to? Are you upholding your end? Stop thinking about what they're doing. What are you doing, right? Saturn wants that order and discipline to be a well-oiled machine. And that means in your personal life and in your social structures, but what are you doing? Cause the retrograde has it looking at you. You look back, you look in the mirror first with this Saturn energy as it's fully illuminated. Where are your systems of order at? Where are your disciplines at? How are you showing up? Where are you putting your effort? How are you maintaining your life? How are you working through the cards that have been dealt for you, right? Like what's the energy you're bringing to the table? That's the main energy I feel when these, when we have planets at opposition where, where we're in the middle of them. Um, and so we also have Mercury opposite Saturn too, which, and the sun opposite Saturn, right? Because it's on the other side of us. <laughs> that's a, that's a standard, but when the astronomy term is just Saturn at opposition. So when we're looking at this and we see that like Mercury is going to be having some tension, we're going to have to communicate some of our stuff. 
right? You're going to have to take a look at seriously what the F, right? How are you doing things? What are you doing? Um, you might feel horrible in this time as because you're not communicating, right? So if you're alone and you're, you're holed up in your house and you're isolated from people, it's going to be really, um, tickling, trickling, like, uh, dripping with like angst, right? It's like, uh, we joke in this house about teen angst when teen angst just comes up out of nowhere, we'll be like teen angst. And, and we all kind of laugh about it because it can be so sudden Mercury opposite Saturn can feel like that. Um, because when you get out into the world, even if you're not a people person, you get out into the world and you have people smiling at you and thanking you and excuse me and hi, and Oh, I like your shirt. Suddenly you realize like, Oh, people, people, right you're all by yourself. And all of a sudden you feel really trapped and the, then the computers can make that feel extra hard. And so don't, don't be out there making decisions. Like don't be out there committing to people on the first, second, or third, but really do be evaluating how you, how you be showing up for your dang self, right? What are you doing? That's what the beginning of August is really going to be about the whole first week. I'm working with that third quarter moon and what do I need more of? Where am I actually at? Right. You got, you have to be real with yourself. If you're not journaling, you have to just be, I'm not journaling. What else can I do? Right. Be honest, throw it into discord. Maybe other people are struggling with it. I go through periods where I don't journal. And then when I get back to it, the only way I can force myself back into the journal is by saying, okay, I'm not journaling. What does my life look like? Where am I at? And almost always my life does not look pretty or my emotions aren't pretty or I'm seeking other people's opinions on things instead of journaling. Right. And oftentimes it's because I want their opinions to validate something that may not be for me, but I want it to be for me. And my, my higher self would allow me to evaluate it from my higher self's point of view, which is, this is not good for you. And I'm going to give an example, right. Um, with certain things work-related when I'm evaluating my career and what goes along with my career, I get, if I take it outside of myself and talk to other people, they will say things like, but that's so great. That's such a great opportunity. That's such a great thing. You're so lucky. But when I take it to my higher self, my higher self will say things like, is this bringing you joy? Is this bringing you peace? Is this making you feel like you are serving others to the best of your ability? Do you feel safe? right? Those kinds of questions lead me to make different decisions for my future. So five years down the road will look different depending on whose opinion I'm seeking. If you're out comparing it to other people or having other people weigh in, that's not your higher self. And you, you, it may, the opposite may be true. You may go out and seek into the world and the world tells you that place is no good for you. This thing is no good for you. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be so stressed. You shouldn't have so much responsibility. You know, maybe you should take some more off of your plate, but then you get into your higher self and you get into your journal and your higher self says to you, this is just short term. You have to work this hard. If you want to get that far, you have to run fast. If you want to cover a lot of ground, you have to, you have to keep your head down. Only you can see what, where your feet are, right? Only you can see. So don't look around at other people. The only, the only person you need to be checking in with on this topic is yourself. And so that's what journaling is going to give you. If you're avoiding it, 
it's because you want to be soothed either into thinking something's not right for you or thinking something is right for you. And that soothing is opposite of what your higher self wants for you. And so if you get into your journal, that will become abundantly clear because you can't hide so easily within your journal. If journaling with pen and paper doesn't work, use a computer, use your notes app, freeze talk, get into the shower and just talk to yourself. But you have to start to process you have to process. Even in A Course of Miracles, it talks about each energy system. And if you get stuck in one for too long, you forget about the others, right? So if you're only using your head, your head, your head, your head, your head, and you're not bringing it down into your heart or bringing it down into your solar plexus or, or rooting to the earth and bringing that energy up through it, you start to just get stuck in your head. So the beginning of August is going to be deep in this processing because we're getting ready to set some intentions that are going to hold for a year. And so you really want want to move, 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 and we'll have the ability to process and move through emotions. Venus trine Uranus at the beginning of the month, August 3rd really kind of helps Mercury squares off with Uranus, uh, a couple, a couple few days before the sun squares off with Uranus. So we'll have some really interesting communications about like how we individualize our life and what freedom means to us. And, um, what kind of disruption we need to bring to the table. And then we'll have the sun square off with Uranus and we'll see where maybe some disruption needs to happen in our lives. And that all happens. Uh, Venus trine Uranus, Mercury square Uranus. That's on August 3rd, August 6th, sun square Uranus. And then August 8th, we have our new moon. So that's all going to be super supportive of the processing that you need to do. Then on August 9th, the Venus opposite Neptune energy that I talked about oh way back. Now I'm trying to remember when, when we were talking about Venus and Neptune, I don't remember what call it was, but Venus op opposite Neptune is going to bring us an interesting little bit of energy. Um, and I say interesting because <laughs> I, I, I find it to be a supportive aspect and I find it to be something that the world needs right now. I'm not super happy with how, with, with how the general public at large is dealing with how they see the world. Um, and with Venus being in Virgo and Mercury is about to move into Virgo on the 11th, but Venus being in Virgo and Neptune being retrograde in Pisces, it's almost going to give our inner world this opportunity to like deal with the feminine task task master, right? Venus is all up in Mercury's house. Um, gonna feel like that, that intellectual analysis. We're going to be able to get into our ish without all the illusions and delusions and the dreamy, dreamy, weemy, timey, wimey type BS that we feed ourselves with when Neptune is going direct, when, when we're able to just totally get into the spiritual sphere and the ether and swim around and astral travel and all of that. Neptune retrograde has us firmly within our souls. And a lot of the delusions that we operate under kind of just fall away. Now, I think that there could be some deep confusion here. And I think that if you're not paying attention, people could take advantage of you very easily. You may be less, less likely to fight and less likely to, um, be over, 
like full of fear, right? So you, you could, it could lead you into some different kinds of energies that you're not used to. Like you want to like hone your narcissist, um, radar, because this is a time where they'll be looking to feed on other people that are looking soft and intuitive and, and such, but you, the upside is, is that we could be like soft and intuitive and music and dancing and, and enjoying movies and poetry and getting outside, right? Like it's not a great time for doing things that are like contractual, right? Like, uh, like, major long-term decision-making won't be a great, it won't be a great time for that just after the new moon, but it sure will be a time for you to get out there and, and, um, experiment and explore and, and see what you're truly loving and without the, without some of the fear, maybe without some of the social pressures, um, you just kind of want to feel like it, it feels very honestly, um, like, age of Aquarius, hippy dippy movie energy. That's how I'm feeling this Venus opposite Neptune retrograde. So, and there's other elements at play obviously with this, but that's the biggest one that I feel like we will feel after our new moon intentions. So if you set new moon intentions and you feel like immediately you're like in dream world and all of this, then that's, that's probably why we also have just, just after that, a peak energy of Mercury opposite Jupiter on August 10th. Now Mercury moves into Virgo on August 11th. So just before it moves into Virgo, it kind of goes opposite of Jupiter. And, and that could mean a lot of things for a lot of us. It could, it could all of a sudden, and I really feel like because of, you know, what I just talked about, the Venus opposite Neptune, it could bring us into this uh, Mercury opposite Jupiter with this like grandiose, because remember suns and Leo too, right? Grand plans, optimism, show up to show out, get in where you fit in, like that, that kind of like party energy where, you are feeling the tension between like, I feel really good, but I don't know if this is a good idea, but I really want to do it. Um, and then you might also have people questioning you like this would be a good time to get some really tense ideas written down. If you're writing a blog or you're writing in your journal or you're writing a book, or especially if you're writing things for other people to consume, I would expect that, um, the August 10th ish would be the day that if you're going to blog something or write something on Instagram, I'd expect people to like disagree with you, even if it's good stuff. Um, like Taylor Swift has a Mercury opposite Jupiter in their natal chart. And, um, that's just kind of how she is, right? She says and does and creates, and she has this beautiful artistry about her and she can create art out of some of the most seemingly simple stories um, and she's this grand storyteller and it often comes through her own experiences in life, but not always because she can feel and experience her friend's stories and, um, that kind of energy, that's what we're going to be swimming in right before Mercury moves to Virgo. And so really pay attention to like what comes up for you there. Then we have, um, some, <laughs> some major um, cosmic activations in my, in my, I pay attention to so much, um, meteor energy. I feel them really intensely. I 
joke all the time. It's because I have so much alien DNA, but I feel meteor showers all the time. And so you will have that accessible in August and it's exciting. So, um, this is like a August 12th to 13th ish, um, when it's going to peak. Right. And it will hopefully be really clear because the new moon makes it a pretty dark sky. And so whenever meteor showers happen really close to a new moon, it's a good time to get out there and see them. Um, and so hopefully that will bring it the, uh, Perseid meteor showers. I feel like bring really bold new ideas. They come in August, right. And they're always going to like bring us this massive amounts of insight. And I find them to be incredibly supportive. Dreams will be wild, right? And so you want to make sure that you are keeping a dream journal, um, that you are like paying attention to signs and things from the ethers. And if you feel energies, you're going to be feeling them a little extra. And this is kind of like twofold because the Perseid meteor shower peaks like the 12th and the 13th. And then we have our first quarter moon in Scorpio on the 15th. And so that is something that we're definitely going to be feeling like all of that underworldy type of stuff, (laughs) underworldy, so specific, but all of that kind of energy, we're going to just be feeling it right? And we're going to have those spiritual insights and we're going to have all of that wisdom pouring down on us at a time where our moon is in, um, a very like receptive water underworldy sign. And so that could be really good for taking in the information and then transforming it and integrating it. It's a really good time. And I'm excited to see what comes up mid month around that. Then on the 16th, we have the Venus, the Venus, we have Venus moving into Libra. And so, um, she she is going home. Uh, Libra is that cardinal air sign ruled by Venus, equity, emotional balance, our inner worlds, um, you know, really feeling the, the harmony in the world, right. And in the, in the ethers, how we connect to our communities, to our marriages, to our partnerships, to our friendships. We will be seeking more and more harmony. We will find um, money coming into some more harmony on the 16th. Money stuff should start to feel a little bit more, um, you know, equitable, right? Like hopefully if you are looking for a job, like you would find a job. If you're wanting a raise, maybe you will start getting more like, uh, more positive feedback towards the rays, right? That's when the energy will start to build. It's just when Venus moves into Libra, and then we will see the work of that over the next, um, coming weeks. Then we have on the 18th Jupiter semi-square Chiron. I would expect to be completely fair that this is maybe the pitfall of the month. Um, because the same day Mercury is conjunct Mars. So our communications and how we go to war, (laughs) um, our logic, our reasoning, our communications, our intellect, how we connect to others, right. Our expression will be right up against our energy, action, assertiveness, our courage, um, vitality, strength, strategy, war, and those two things will be conjunct. 
and it, it in in Virgo, <laughs> like I don't mean to sound so scared there, in Virgo, you know, and we will just see some energy there, right? We'll see some Jupiter retrograde expansion internally with Chiron. And so as the 18th comes, watch your heart, watch your words, watch, watch your thoughts. Um, if stuff is coming up, this is going to be the time of the month where, um, most of my energy blocks coaching sessions that I have available are this week, because that's what I'm assuming people are going to need help with. And the week after, um, it just feels like if, if there is going to be a pitfall for most people, it, that's where it will be. And I will expect that, uh, you know, anyone with a ton of Aquarian energy will probably feel that pretty intensely. Um, Aries may feel this very intensely. Um, Chiron is in Aries. And so when you, and remember Chiron is also retrograde. So Jupiter's retrograde in Aquarius, Chiron's retrograde, um, in Aries, and they are semi-squaring on the 18th. And then on the 19th, we have Uranus retrograde in Taurus beginning and lasting until January 18th, 2022. So, um, Uranus retrograde in Taurus could get a little wild. Um, and we will talk more about that the closer that it gets, but you will definitely want to be paying attention to it. The 19th, the same day that Uranus retrogrades, we also have the sun opposite Jupiter. And in astronomy terms, Jupiter will be at opposition. So the sun will be fully like lighten it up in our sky. And we will have a ton of that Jupiter energy showing up in the mirror. How are you showing up? What are you doing? Um, how are you, instead of, you know, how are you showing up to systems of order and discipline and such? We're answering to Jupiter. How are you broaden, broadening your internal horizons? How are you integrating your lessons internally? How are you integrating them? Are you learning your lessons, right? Um, Jupiter's coming into business here in Aquarius. It's, it's almost like when you get into an argument or a debate and someone leaves the house and then like, 20 minutes later, they come back in. You're like, oh, shoot. They done thought about this now. They got a whole new story to tell, right? You just know that energy they coming back for. That is what Jupiter is like right now because Jupiter already moved into Pisces and then now started to retrograde and retrograded through the Pisces that it already covered. And now is back in the Aquarius, right? And that's like that whole energy of, oh, here they are back on there you know, BS coming back in here with more stories to tell about why or about what we need to be doing. And they're at opposition. So it's going to be extra illuminated. Also really cool to see in the sky. Um, and so that sort of, when that energy starts to click into place, we're going to have in the Uranus retrograde is trine Mercury. So it's going to be a lot of curiosity, a lot of intuition and psychic up-leveling right? It's, it's not, it's going to be this really like conjunct, like the Mercury and Mars conjunction trining up to this Uranus retrograde. It's like communication, strategy, fire, right? Rebellion, internal, but it means you've got to move. And so if you are stuck or you feel like so much fear or self, you know, self-doubt, or you are 
digging in your heels, you really want to think about it. Like you're being pulled, like you have a kite in the sky and the wind has caught it. And it's time to let that kite fly. If you dig in your heels and you try to ground that, that, that kite, you're going to literally be dragged until you finally take flight, right? You are fighting with nature at this point. So this, this, you're going to have your junk come up on the 18th regarding like some of your old wounds that need to be healed in order for you to expand, but you are going to expand. That's basically where that's going. August 19th. <laughs> um, you're it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. Um, and I'm, and so then we go on to the 22nd. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in love with August. First of all, um, we come into the 22nd, the 22nd is our blue moon. I think I said last month was our blue moon. This is the blue moon. This is full moon in Aquarius is the blue moon. This is the third of the fourth of the season. Sorry for that. I totally flipped that around in my head. Um, but this is coming up on our blue moon, our second full moon in Aquarius. And the sun will then after this full moon in Aquarius move into Virgo. So the full moon happens at like 8 a.m. on the 22nd of August, full moon in Aquarius, blue moon. And then later on that evening, sun moves into Virgo. And then the next day, Venus is trine Saturn, which is awesome, <laughs> an awesome aspect um, because we've done so much work with Saturn this month. It should feel like positive flow with the structure and the function of our lives. Um, on the 24th, we have Mercury opposite Neptune retrograde, which I find significant. Um, every Mercury opposition between now and when Mercury retrogrades again feels significant to me. And I'm paying close attention to what comes up in my life. You want to be paying attention um, to Mercury and also really how where your blocks to openly communicating are this mercury opposite neptune retrograde could be really confusing there could be a lot of misinformation it could it's one of those times again you just don't want to do anything too serious get loosey goosey get more spiritual with it try to calm down right that full moon in aquarius is going to have everybody wilding you want to just be wild poetry music art drum circles watching movies writing stories, reading books, not being serious, mysterious. Okay. Then on the 26th, Mercury trines off with Pluto, more of the same, but slightly different. Right. And so when you get into that, this is going to help you start to process, transform, um, that slow burn and detaching from ego and allowing you to open up to other people. So you're going to have a lot of this same like um, need to not be doing anything too serious, serious. You want to be still enjoying and loving and into the arts. Um, but also you are going to have power behind it and you are going to have magic behind it and transformation behind it. And so karmic, karmic bills that are due you right in your, it, that you will start to get paid in karma, right? You should start to feel things paying off. Um, and you may, you may need to have some serious, like some serious meetings with people. 
right? Um, also, any anywhere you need to get in underneath the surface, this is going to be a good time, right? So what I mean by that is anytime you need to get past people's filters, um, not in order to manipulate them, but maybe to see the truth behind what they want you to believe about their lives. Um, Pluto is, you know, like Scorpio-y, right? Like that, mm-hmm, but you know, there's something more there. This is going to be the time to kind of dig into that. And then we have that third quarter moon coming in hot um, in Gemini on the 30th and Mercury moves into Libra. So we're going to have our own stuff happening there as we head into all of Virgo season and September. And so that just feels wild to even be saying the word September out loud on, on anything. So we're going to end the monthly forecast there. It's a big month. It's a big month and plan to have your tools plan to use your tools. Our two workshops this month are going to be tool um, oriented. And so we will get into some of the nitty gritty of the tools, how to use them almost like the first, the first workshop that I have planned is almost going to be like a greatest hits of the tools of the toolbox. Um, because we do have so many new people popping on and it's been a while since we've covered some of the tools. And so we're going to go back through and work on that and then give some like protocols on how to carry the tools into daily life. And then the second workshop will be more along the lines of, you know, wrapping up summer energetically as we move into the meteorological, that word is always so fun for me to say, um, summer and moving into September and what that means energetically and how that feels and why back to school season is such a spiritual, um, occasion. So we will dig into some of that over the course of August. And I will talk to you guys a lot this month, have a beautiful August and I will talk to you all soon.